Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. What is good, everybody? Rob Stats, Carrera, Myron Metcalf here with you on Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Happy 4th of July to you and yours. Thanks for sharing part of your holiday with us. Myron, have you ever had Roman candle fights in your life like Chris Kent, uh, Chris Carlin? No. No, I did have some annoying fireworks in my neighborhood last night, though. Uh, and, I, and I've become – I realize at this age I, I'm the upset dad, you know, who wants yes. to go outside and tell people to, to knock it off. Like, I don't know when it happened, but I, I've definitely made that transition, man. If you have small children or small pets or big pets, I guess, you don't like fireworks. I'm on board no. with you. Yeah, I think you got to cut it out, man. I, I I would enjoy it maybe a couple years ago, but now I'm like, you know, it's just it's o- it's over the top. And in my neighborhood, they got bigger somehow this weekend. Like <laughs> like last year, it was just sort of like you know the little fireworks that no one cares about, no big deal. It, this year, it was like there's a house down the street that's like putting on a show or something like that, man. It was just too much. I can't tolerate it. I did not get the. I don't like fireworks. I'm with with Carlin. Like I don't get it. You've seen one fireworks show. You've seen every single fireworks show there has ever been in the history True. of the world. I'm with it, man. I did have a question, man. It's our first show together. Sure. How did the name Stats happen, man? So like, did you give that to yourself, or did somebody give you that, or what? Do you think so little of me that I would give myself a nickname? L- listen, man, it's a great name. I mean, I feel like it's one you'd have to claim pretty early in life for it to keep going. So I want to know how it came about. I used to be an intern here at ESPN Radio, and my first job was handing stats to the hosts that were on the air at the time. And when someone walked by the studio and saw some young 20-something kid in there and said, who the heck's that kid in there? And the producer at the time said, I don't know, stats. And that was it. I like it. I like it. It is stuff. I like that. Yeah. But you could give it to yourself, too. I mean, I don't think that. I mean, if you're great at what you do, give yourself a nickname. <laughs> I'm all for it, man. Well, luckily, I didn't have to. It's the only nickname I've ever had in my entire life. All right, it's the 4th of July. We cannot talk about the 4th of July without the hot dog eating contest. And as you might have predicted, look on his works, ye mighty and despair, for he has surpassed the kings of Egypt with 62 hot dogs and buns in 10 minutes for his 16th win. I give you the number one ranked eater in the world, Joey Chestnut! 16 championships, eight in a row, domination once again by Joey Chestnut. It's, it's amazing, man, to be able to do it. And then they had the rain delay, the lightning delay, you know, so that that I'm sure threw him off his rhythm. I was concerned about the hot dogs. Like, what's the process there? <laughs> Are they reheated? Is there somebody in charge of keeping them warm? Are they in one of those machines you see at, like, the movie theater the where spinning. they kind of turn a little by the – so does somebody <laughs> have to put them all back in that joker? Like, I had a lot of questions, man, but they pulled it off, 
and he came out victorious again. I'm calling shenanigans. I'm calling shenanigans on the whole thing. I think it was all a setup. I think they went WWE <laughs> on us, and it was like, oh, we're going to pretend to cancel it. Then we're going to make it seem like Joey Chestnut is walking around demanding that we all come back. I think they faked it. I do. It's, it's possible because that whole clip of him walking out, I mean, that was like Stone Cold Steve Austin yes. coming out. I mean, that was, that was 1990s WWE and the way he came out and, and, you know, everybody was staying interested. You had a lot of talk about whether or not we should do this indoors going forward. And Joey was like, no, nah, we're not changing the competition. We're going to do it after delay. And it was even bigger than it would have been if you hadn't had the delay. Exactly. And he gets 62 for his 16th championship. That's ridiculous. Off his pace, his world record pace was 76. So he kind of had an off day, and he still beat the field by, what, 14 hot dogs? Yeah, I just don't even know how he does it. You, you know what I mean? Like, like I think if I ate three or four, I, I get a stomach ache. You know, and I just couldn't continue, like, to keep doing it the way he does, man. It's, it's ridiculous. And to be that far ahead of the competition, to be so far advanced that no one can catch you, pretty remarkable there was like 15 seconds left and he was up by 12 hot dogs and he was still eating i was like somebody tell him he could stop like he didn't have to subject himself to this by the way we should also mention uh mickey sudo won in the women's competition 39 and a half hot dogs that is her ninth championship so you got domination on both sides she almost got caught though i mean she has some i think the second place finisher there had like 35 or 36 so that was a close competition in that in that one so, ho-hum, Joey Chestnut wins another hot dog eating contest. Eight straight for him. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Rob Stats, Guerrero, and Myron Metcalf filling in. we got to go to Major League Baseball now, Myron. Sad news for Angels fans and really fans of baseball. Mike Trout placed on the injured list by the Angels. He has a broken hamate bone in his wrist. He is going to be out four to eight weeks. That's unfortunate. And I think it sets the tone for the Otani domino that's coming, right? Absolutely. And where he ends up. Well, you had the same thought as Buster Olney, who was on ESPN Radio earlier. If, in fact, this is a significant injury, it is going to raise the question, will this compel the Angels to consider trading Otani during the course of the year and get value in return? I just don't know if Artie wants to be the guy who delivered this generation's Babe Ruth out of town. My guess is they're going to keep him one way or the other. So that was early in the, uh, earlier this morning before, obviously, Trout was placed on the injured list. Angels are 45-42. and 42. They're three games back of the second wild card. They haven't made the playoffs since 2014. If they're barely hanging on with Mike Trout, Myron, I think they're going to be in big trouble and could crater without him. And if that's true, to me, you can't hang on to Otani because I think he's definitely leaving. And so if you trade him, you at least get something for him before he walks out the door. Yeah, I mean, I think theoretically, I mean, in the NBA, you would trade him, right? I mean, you would say we got to get something for him in return if he's going to leave anyway. But baseball is more complicated than that. Like, what kind of package could you put together to get Otani for half the year? I mean, especially with no guarantee he's going to stay. So I think that's going to be the difficult thing, man. Like, I don't know what you would have to include in the trade. Let's say you're the Mets, and you're like, all right, yeah, we want to go after a tiny now. We think he'll be here long term. What are you including in that package? Prospects? Daryl Strawberry? Doc Gooden? (laughs) Keith Hernandez? Like, who are you putting in the package to get him? So I think it's more complicated 
despite the Mike Trout injury. I just don't see how you pull it off by August 1st. The answer is yes, whoever they want. Just tell them to put the names down on a sheet of paper and we'll send them out to you as soon as possible. Keep adding the names. If I were the Mets, yes. Who do you want? A couple of prospects, great. You want some pitchers? Anything you want. Because if I'm the Mets, I think, look, once I get them in my building, I've got Steve Cohen, an owner that clearly is not afraid to spend money. I'll convince him to stay once I get him in my building, but I get a two-and-a-half yeah. or three-month head start on everybody else and keeping him. Well, the good news is whenever anybody comes into that building, whenever the Mets want somebody, it always works out for them. <laughs> so I'm sure Otani won't be any different, right? Like, of course, you want Otani, it's going to work out. I mean, if there's a $600 million price tag attached to keeping him long term, I only want him if I have a sense that he's going to sign long term. Yes, give up everything if you're the Mets if you know he's signing after the season. But if I have a conversation with Otani and his people and there's a hesitation about that or he's saying, I don't know where I end up, you got to think long and hard about giving up the core of your franchise without a guarantee after this year. It's terrible news for the Angels. Terrible news for Mike Trout, by the way. He was a starter in the All-Star game on Tuesday and he's not going to be able to play, obviously. He's going to miss the All-Star game for the third straight season. Not only can this guy not get into a damn playoff game, he can't even get into the All-Star game now. Can't stay healthy, man. It's, it's unfortunate. He's going to be the greatest player who never reached his peak, probably because of injuries. And that's crazy because what we've seen so far is one of the greatest efforts ever, but there's still something that we'll never see because of the history of injuries. So we'll see what happens with Shohei Otani. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. What do your home and auto have in common? They're yours, and Progressive protects them both. Bundle today at Progressive.com. Oh, boy. Say it ain't so, Myron. James Harden, (laughs) once again unhappy, wants out of Philadelphia. I think he looked around and realized the market for his services was not going to be great in free agency. So he opted in and figured, I'll just force my way into a trade. Yeah, I mean, I think he overvalued himself. I think James Harden thought this was 2017, or 2018 and that everyone will be clamoring uh, for his services. And the reality is you're not that guy anymore. You know, is James Harden still a a great distributor? Yeah. We saw that with the assist rate he had last year. Is he still a guy who can help a team win? Yeah, but he's not the consistent threat he's been in past years. So, so what are you going to give up to get a guy who is so up and down, who's so hot and cold, literally, so I think James Harden is realizing that staying in Philly is probably your best option at this point because the market isn't what maybe he thought. The Rockets were going to get him, right? And then the Rockets said, no, nah, we'll take Fred Van Vliet right. <laughs> for three years and give him $130 million over anything that you might have to offer. James Harden is about to turn 34. He has more minutes in the past three years than anyone else in the entire NBA. We know he's been banged up, hamstring injuries, foot injuries, So clearly the market was not there, not what he thought it was going to be. But here's the interesting thing, Myron, is you've got Daryl Morey there in Philly who is known to be patient with this stuff. He's not going to get pushed around. He's not going to make a bad deal just to make a deal. And you've also got James Harden who we know when he wants to get out of town, he will find a way to get out of town, including magically losing, I think it was like 25 pounds between the trade from yeah. the Rockets to the Nets. 
So who's going to blink first in that standoff? I, I mean, it may have to be James because the circumstances are so different. I mean, this just isn't past years. I mean, he's not a top 10 player in the NBA anymore. So now he's got to think about his situation. He wasn't going to opt into his player deal, his player option, uh, because he thought he was going to get this big giant contract that hasn't emerged. So I think James Harden is going to be the one who has to bend because uh, he, he's not as coveted as, as he once was. And more importantly, if I'm the Sixers, whatever. James Harden goes, he stays. I got Tyrese Maxey. What's going to happen with Embiid? Well, I think that how this situation resolves itself will give us that answer because what are the, what are the Sixers get back for James Harden? If they can't get anything of substance back and Philly has a bad year, what's your incentive to stick around if you're Joel Embiid? You, you were there for the process. You've been through that already. Is that something you want to go through again? I don't think so. Yeah, no, and I think that's got to be the conversation is no matter what they do, can they hold on to Joel Embiid? At the end of the day, Embiid is looking at a Denver team that's going to have Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. and all these guys for the next three years. They're going to be maybe the best team in the NBA. Golden State, bringing back Draymond Green and Stephen Clay, do they have another run? The Lakers are trying to get deeper. They did that in free agency. John Morant will be back after his suspension. How tough will they be? What if the Clippers get healthy? Dame Lillard, wherever he goes in the East, Boston's going to be Boston. So I think if you're Embiid, you got to be looking around and going, the dominoes are not working out in my favor. No matter what you might get back for James Harden or if you keep him, to me, you're not one of the top three or four teams in the East. And that has to be weighing on him, and that could lead to a trade request by one of the biggest stars in the league, the biggest star, the MVP. Keith Pompey of the Philadelphia Inquirer joined us on ESPN Radio yesterday, and he says this could be the last year in Philly for Joel Embiid. I think what's going to happen is with, with Joel, you got a new coach now. He's sitting back. He's watching. You know, Nick Nurse is a great coach, so he's going to look at it and see how that goes. But, you know, if it doesn't, I think that this could be the last year that we see um, to see Joel Embiid in a Sixers uniform mm. just because of you look at him. Joel right now, him and the, um, uh, Nikola Jokic, him and um, Giannis Antetokounmpo, you know, they're three of the premier players in the league right now. And you look at those two, they won championships. They got multiple MVPs. He got an MVP, but he knows that in order to keep up with these guys, he has to get a title. So that's why what happens with James Harden could have a significant impact for the Sixers and for Joel Embiid. Yeah, because how do you compete? You know, first off, how do you even get out of the East? Whether you bring James Harden back or not. And obviously Tyrese Maxey, if you keep him long term, that's a great piece. But you're not better than Boston. You're not better than Miami, even if they don't get Damian Lillard. You're not better than Milwaukee. You got to deal with a, a Knicks team that's getting better. Uh, didn't do anything tremendous in the offseason, but Dante DiVincenzo, that'll be an addition that I think helps that team. So if you're Embiid, you got to be looking around and saying, how do I get with some winners? Uh, and a move may be the only way for him to pull that off. You mentioned Tyrese Maxey. I don't know if you heard this. I was stunned when I did. It's Brian Windhorst, ESPN NBA insider on the Hoop Collective podcast. Let's just say he doesn't think the Sixers are moving Tyrese Maxey. They are not going to trade Tyrese Maxey. They have made this clear to various people over the recent days. They are also not going to extend his contract. They want you to know that you can't have Tyrese Maxey. Prime Michael Jordan is available. Don't call. 25-year-old LeBron James is available. Lose our number. 
Giannis Antetokounmpo says, I want to be a sixer. If Tyrese Maxey is the ass, just keep walking. Tyrese Maxey, I, I have been assured, will not be traded. Okay? So there's that. Okay. All right. I love Wynn Horace, man. Great dude. I, prime MJ and prime LeBron and Giannis. You're making that trade. But I get what he said. <laughs> like, at the end of the day, yeah, Maxey, you're not going to give him up without something tremendous. My guess is the reason why Portland is not going to include Philly in the Dame Lillard talks is because I'm sure they wanted Maxey. And you can't give up Maxey in the event that Embiid wants out, James Harden continues to age, even if you retain him, you got to build around someone, and Maxey appears to be that guy. So I, I definitely get why you would hold on to him. But it, it, at this point, man, it may not matter what the Sixers do. Because even with the MVP of the league, even with all the things they've tried to do around Joel Embiid, they're not, to me, a top three team in the Eastern Conference. And if you're not the top three in the Eastern Conference, you're certainly not top six or seven in the NBA. So if I'm Embiid, it may not even go the full year. Forget the full year. It may end in February with the deadline at the trade, or the trade at the deadline with a guy like Embiid who decides, I got to get out if I'm going to have a chance to win a championship. The question, I think, for the Sixers is, do you think that Maxi can develop into your number two? Do you think he's he can become good enough to be your number two? Because if you think he can, then you only need to acquire, you know, a third, I don't want to say third wheel because that's not right, but you need a third scoring threat rather than a number two, and that might be more realistic for James Harden. Yeah, I mean, Maxi's average 20 a game. I mean, yep. he's a really good player right now. Um but that's a lot different conversation when you get into the playoffs because what Denver did and what they proved and the reason why the Lakers went after depth is because Denver showed that, listen, we got a couple of stars, but our three through eight guys are better than yours. And a lot of NBA teams are realizing you got to figure out three through eight. I don't care if you have Anthony Davis and LeBron James. What's the rest of your rotation? So I think Philly has a guy in Maxie who could be number three now. Maybe he develops into number two. But that's not going to be as significant, in my opinion, as three through eight because of the depth around the league. Boston adds Christophe Porzingis. Milwaukee just brings back Chris Middleton. Miami could add Dame Lillard. How are you going to contend? I think if you're Milwaukee and it doesn't work out for you, what if Giannis demands a trade and ends up in a place like New York? The Eastern Conference is only going to continue to get better and deeper, and Philly can't just think one star changes that. It's about the entire roster. And if I'm Embiid sitting at home and watching all these moves, I'm going, somebody send me to a place by February that gives me a chance to not only be the MVP, but to compete for a championship. You said the magic words, and those are Damian Lillard. Coming up, is there a dark horse team that can acquire Dame? It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time 
or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Yes! Yeah, Holiday Road. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Rob Stats Guerrero and Myron Metcalf filling in. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. I am excited. This is a good 4th of July song, isn't it? Yeah, it's a good song. It was, it was, I didn't realize it was like Beyonce had walked out oh, a little on. bit the way you celebrate it. It was a little bit. Oh, just it's a good song, though. It's great. It's not good. Yeah. This is a banger. I, what, what, we might have different definitions of banger. I would I appreciate think. it if you would elevate your enthusiasm for this song. It's Myron. good. But no, I was with you until you called it a banger. I think you took it too far. Like you were good when you said it was a great song, and then you called it a banger, and I think that just like. Took it to a different level. It should be known you know? this was his first request That's, for music today. It's good. It's a holiday song. It's the Fourth of July. I'm in a good I'm mood. I'm with you. I'm I'm with you. I'm just saying, banger. I feel like should be reserved for maybe a different caliber. A song, but that's a great song. All right, let's break the tie. Tim Bontemps, ESPN NBA that's, writer, that's joins us. Tim, Holiday Road. Is it a banger? Uh, I'm gonna go no. Oh. Thank you, Tim. All right, Tim, thanks for joining us. Uh, no, Appreciate that, Tim. Well, you're off to a bad start, Tim, but let's focus on Damian Lillard because the eyes of the NBA world are focused on Portland. Um, why hasn't he been traded yet? I demand to know. I mean, it'd be nice if he was traded so the summer could be over for me from a free <laughs> standpoint. But, um, look, I mean, these trades are hard to do, right? You've got Portland Trailblazers contemplating moving on from arguably the greatest player that's ever played for the franchise. That, that's always a difficult thing to process, even if you know you need to do it, right? It's not an easy thing to do. Then you look at the fact that he's a thirty. He's going to be a 33-year-old point guard, owed $200 million. There's just not a huge market for that kind of player, as talented as he is, right? Because, A, a lot of teams already have great point guards, and, B, if you're going to trade for Dane, Ideally, you need to be in a position to win a title right away because you're probably looking at a couple of years with him at peak performance before he starts to tail off, and he's owed up to $60 million when he's 36. So you put all that together, there's really only a limited market of teams that make sense to trade for him, and in my opinion, it might only be two, Miami and Philly, which is why everyone's talking about them. 
and then you look at those two teams, they don't have a clean path to a trade. Like you go back to the, the Durant trade to Phoenix, right? They had all their picks. They had young players. They could just throw it all together and make a trade. Philly and Miami don't have that. So then you have to get creative and try to find other paths to a deal involving third, third and fourth teams. Those get complicated. And then to add even another wrinkle to it, we've seen basically free agency end, right? So whoever makes this move eventually for Dame is going to basically have their team done when the trade is done. They're not going to be able to go out in the free agency and add quality players or find ways to fix their roster from whatever holes are left over from the trade. So that makes the negotiation of the deal that much more difficult to pull off. So you put all that together and, you know, I don't know if it's going to take months for this to get done, but I certainly think that it's going to take some time, you would think, for Portland to get its mind around exactly what it wants and for whatever team it wants that winds up with Dame uh, to get the package that Portland needs to do it in a position for the Blazers to say, all right, let's make this deal and move on. Blazers have given, uh, I believe, Dame Lillard about $495 million contractually, I mean, with this latest deal. Uh, but I still mm-hmm. keep hearing something that sounds weird to me, Tim. Uh, the idea that Joe Cronin, GM of the Blazers, should, quote, accommodate Damian Lillard in this trade, should work with Damian Lillard in this trade to, to help him get to the right landing spot. Why on earth should Joe Cronin help Damian Lillard get to where he wants to go at potentially the expense of the future of his franchise? Well, I, I would say, Myron, that I, I think – when a guy has played for a team as long as Dame has and obviously has been an incredible player there, I do think there is some uh, desire and need from a reputational standpoint to players around the league. And look, to a guy like Scoot Henderson who's coming into the franchise, right, to do right by Dame in a trade in some respects. Like, if he got sent to a terrible situation, I, you know, I don't know what, how great that would be long-term for Portland. And that it obviously wouldn't be the best ending for that relationship. Right. On the other hand, I do think that essentially how this is going to go is he's going to wind up on a team that's going to have a chance to compete for a title, whether it's Philly or Miami or whoever else comes in later. Like, I, I don't think he's getting, I don't think some team that's five years away from contending is going to try to trade for him for all the reasons I said before, right? He's owed $200 million. He's 33 years old. Um, you know, it, it just wouldn't make sense to give up the kind of package that Portland's looking for to trade for this guy if you're not ready to compete. So I think from that standpoint, this will all sort of resolve itself because he's going to end up on a good team. And if he ends up on it, that's all really people I think are talking about. And he's going to end up on a good team by default because in reality, only good teams are going to want to take the investment required to get Dame and put it out there for Portland to take it. But, you know, so yeah, like, look, when you have these kind of situations, you see teams generally work with the star player to find a landing spot. That they're at least comfortable with in some degree. Um, also because when the team's getting this guy, they want him to feel good about being there. But in the end, I think wherever Dame winds up here, it's going to be a title contender. And I think it's going to work out fine for everybody. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Rob Stats Guerrero, Myron Metcalf filling in, talking with Tim Bontemps, ESPN NBA writer. Tim, let's get you out of here on this one. If there is a third team that's going to get involved in the trade talks for Dame, 
which team is the most likely team to, to get involved? Oh, I mean, honestly, it's hard to know on that, right? I mean, what I will say is, let's say it is Miami or Philly that gets this deal done. Um, you know, Daryl Morey and Elton Brand and their front office and Pat Riley and, and Andy Ellisberg and, and Miami's front office are two of the most creative groups in the league. They're going to be scouring the league trying to figure out a good, you know, how to how to get this deal over the line. And... Um, you know, I mean, certainly from Philly's standpoint, if Dame ends up there, it's probably because James Harden gets traded. And so in that sense, I think it would make sense that the Clippers get involved in some form, just based off of the fact that they're interested in Harden. And, um, you know, certainly they have some draft assets. They have some young players and expirings they could send back. They have sort of the stuff that Philly could put with Tyrese Maxey to get a deal done. But, yeah, I mean, as far as Miami goes, I suspect that they'll be looking around the league trying to find a deal that Portland likes. And, you know, I mean, these things just take a while. And I hope it goes pretty quick because it would be nice to be able to move on to other things. But as we saw last summer, I mean, Donovan Mitchell didn't get traded till basically Labor Day. So, I mean, these things take some time, and, and we'll see where this thing sits in a few weeks. Because to Myron's point, the one thing I will say is, I don't think Portland should just rush off and do what Dane wants right now, right? Like, they should trade him when they think they have a deal that they like, and he's under contract for four years, and they've got him there, and so they've got time to sit and wait and see what comes to him and figure out the right deal and then do it, and I think that's the process they're in the middle of right now. Tim Bontemps, ESPN NBA writer. Thanks for the time, Tim. Appreciate it. Anytime, fellas. Enjoy the rest of your holiday. I will with a little holiday road. Thank you very much. All right, coming up next, let's go to the NFL. Now, my nickname is Stats, Myron, and I have assembled some stats that are going to amaze you and your friends. Are you prepared for these? It sounds like it's going to be a banger, man. See, that was just mean. More Canty and Carlin No, it wasn't. No, I'm just... This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. 
Happy 4th of July to you. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Rob Stats, Guerrera, and Myron Metcalf, excuse me, in for the boys. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. All right, Myron, is this song a banger? Uh, It's a a good song. Wow. You are a tough grader. I'll say that. You don't just hand it out. I just... I think banger is reserved for like universally beloved songs, right? Like top, top tennis kind of songs, you know? All right. I'll, I'm going to find one before the end of the show today. That's my mission. Okay. We will figure it out. Okay. Now we talking. Yeah. Now okay, we're talking. Now we, that's a banger. That's a banger. Yes. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. This is a. Rachel this plays is, this. This is a. Because she knows it gets me out of my chair when she plays this. Yeah, so that's, that's how it happens. All right. That's a banger. Before we uh-huh. get to Stats to Amaze Your Friends, we want to go to Jack, who happens to be on the holiday road, as they say. Jack, you got a take on the Blazers? Yes, I do. Thank you for taking my call. Uh, I listen to ESPN Radio 10 hours a day. I'm a truck driver, and I've been listening since the free agency broke on Friday. I've heard lots of mixed takes on blaming Damian Lillard for putting the Blazers in, in this position. But I, I'm trying to trying to wrap my head around why Joe Cronin, for as long as he's been a GM, hasn't made more moves to build a team around Damian Lillard. He could have he, he drafted different players. Granted, Portland isn't the greatest destination for free agency. It's not the most attractive. But you draft and develop players over the course of, I don't know, maybe eight years since they realized exactly what they had in Damian Lillard, what, what's what's the deal? Why, why isn't Joe Cronin's head on a chopping block? Yeah, I mean, you hear that a lot, right? I think here's, here's the challenge. Small market teams are always going to be at a disadvantage. Like, just look at the NBA right now. Can you win a championship as a small market team? Yes, you can. I mean, the last decade has proven that. But let's look at the teams that aren't L.A., Chicago, Miami, New York that have done that and how they achieved it. Golden State Warriors. Oh, they drafted the greatest player of all time under the under the height of six foot six, Steph Curry. Okay, that'll help, right? Giannis Antetokounmpo in Milwaukee. They developed him. They drafted him. Jokic just won a championship at Denver. They drafted him. They developed him. So small market teams, by and large, have to draft the building piece of a championship level team. Damian Lillard hasn't been that for Portland. He's been a really good player, top 10-ish, but he hasn't been one of those top three or four guys to carry his team to a title. I don't think it's on Dame. You do have to add pieces around him, and this young group they have is actually pretty intriguing. Shaden Sharp, and now you bring in a guy like Scoot Henderson. But it's difficult to be a small market team and, and to create a contender without drafting the right pieces to be able to do that. And I think Milwaukee and Denver and Golden State have proven as much. Um, so is that partially on Joe Cronin? Yeah, but it's also on Dame Lillard having to be a top five kind of guy to put his team in that position. If you are a small market team, free agency has to be the cherry on top of the Sunday. Your yes. team primarily must be built through the draft because you're not going to get free agents to go to Milwaukee, like you said, or Portland. That's yep. just not a destination. And so you have to nail it in the draft. I think I totally agree with your point about the small market teams. 
Uh, and, you know, it's frustrating for Blazers fans, I'm sure, because those guys don't come around often. But you're right. They were just never able to put it around Dame Lillard to make it work. Uh, let's go to another call. Scott in Tennessee. I'm told you have a banger of a Fourth of July story. Well, yeah, it's actually about a story about how stupid I am. We're here for it. Fire away. Okay. Okay. So so it's Fourth of July. So I'm deciding, you know, I, I recently bought a place here. That's why I, I'm, I was hesitant to say I'm from Tennessee because I just moved here. And so I bought a house. It has a nice little brick little patio in the backyard. And um, I figured I'd get a little bougie and throw, like, some string lights up there. So... I, I buy some string lights. I, you know, I bring them into the house. I turn the string lights on in the house to make sure they're working before I get my dumb ass on top of the ladder. I get up on the ladder. I hang the string lights. They don't turn on. So I'm going through back in my childhood where the Christmas tree lights, you know, if like one was gone, they were all gone. So I go through every single light to figure out whether or not this the circuit problem or what it is i'm thinking i'm mr handyman which i'm self-admittedly All right, not. scott you're running out of time very quickly here land the plane uh, okay the plane is landed it turns out <laughs> i wasted two hours of my day and when i finally looked it up on google it turns out that those lights don't come on until dark <laughs> scott so not going to lie, Scott, at the airport. that was a very long story for a very short trip at the end there. Um, I don't know if you at the airport, Scott. You might be you're still on the way. Read the, the packaging. Not even in the plane. A valuable lesson. Uh, we didn't even get into stats to amaze your friends. Don't worry. We'll save those later. Coming up next, if the Miami Heat do pull off a trade for Damian Lillard. What is he talking about? I don't know. It's off the rails. Are they the favorite in the East? It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.